Welcome to Teacher's Ed. I'm your host, Edward DeShazer. This is a podcast made specifically for teachers. If you have not yet done so, please download this episode and hit that subscribe button for me so you don't miss out on another episode. Welcome back, everyone. We are here, a new school year, a new season of Teacher's Ed. If you're new to Teacher's Ed, I encourage you to listen um, to the previous episodes from season one. I also want to thank you for jumping in on this journey with us. If you're a returning subscriber, welcome back. This podcast was made for teachers. Over in 2020, I started to get heavy into podcasts and audiobooks, and I started to realize that there is not a ton out there for teachers. Teachers need love too. So Teachers Ed was created to give you some motivation, to give you some tips, to give you a space where someone can be real with you instead of giving you the fluff that your administration likes, likes to give you. And I appreciate you all for joining me on this second season. I hope that you get as much out of it as you possibly can. This episode, I want to kind of share and go into my why, and let's talk about your why you're in teaching. Early on in June, my father passed away, and for anyone, this can be a very difficult time um, to go through. And for me, it is a little more difficult because not only was he my father, but he was also my mentor and he was the biggest reason he was the main reason that I got into education in the first place if you'd have told me in college um, that I would be working at a school 15 years later I would have thought you were crazy there's zero percent chance but he wanted me to be in education because that is where his passion was and he lived his purpose and his purpose was to serve students and their families so for us, this is our first year at Greater Holy Temple Christian Academy um, without him being present. And, and, it, and it sucks. But for me, it is so important to remember his why and then to look at my why. Why did my dad get an education? He got into it because he felt that his purpose was to be a difference maker for children in the city of Milwaukee. Now, ask yourself why. Why did you get into teaching? For most, uh, teaching this year doesn't look like it did when we signed up to be in this field. But has your why changed? For me, I got into teaching by accident. My lifelong dreams were to be an NFL player. But many times our plans are not God's plan. I, I went to school when I went to school at St. Cloud State. When I got to school, I started off as an actuary major. I've always been great with math and great with numbers. And then from there, I got into education for about a semester and a half before I was like, you know what? I don't, I I can't do this. So I finally get through school. I graduated with a degree in marketing and a minor in coaching. This whole time I was still working with kids. So I've always loved working with kids, but for me, it was more about sports. Um, I left St. Cloud, signed an agent, moved to Indianapolis and lived there for about four months where I did nothing but work out and train with the hopes of being a football player. Whether it was an NFL, Canada, arena, to me it didn't matter as long as I still was able to play football. And what ended up happening to me is late July 2006, 
I was at home watching a movie and I hear someone at my front door. I open the door. Uh, the guy was trying to break into the house and didn't know anyone was home. He shoots me. Bullet goes straight through my leg. I end up in a hospital. Long story short, about a week later, um, my dad was like, you know what? I want you to move back to Milwaukee and work at the school that I started. And to me, I'm like, I don't know. Milwaukee is not where I want to be. And in a school is not where I want to be. But, you know, after a few days, I decided to make that leap. I moved back to Milwaukee. I, I was the gym teacher at Greater Holy Temple Christian Academy for the first semester. Halfway through the year in December, I remember right before we went to Christmas break, the principal asked me to come into her office for a meeting. I go down, I go in for a meeting, and she says, I would like to know if you will teach seventh grade when we come back from break. And in my head, I was like, uh, I don't know. Like, I know how I was when I was in seventh grade, and I don't know if I can deal with how I was without when I was in seventh grade. And really the only reason I said yes was because I did not want to let her down. I did not want to let my dad down. So I get into seventh grade. That whole winter break I spent at the school preparing myself for to become a seventh grade teacher. So I get into that. I start teaching seventh grade. After I finished my first year, I literally, there was times where I almost pulled my hair out. But when I looked back and realized that my goal of being an NFL player or playing football or whatever my aspirations were wasn't where I was supposed to be because I looked back at how my first year went and I knew that I was right where I was supposed to be. For me, I had a teacher growing up, Miss Joyce Davis. She was my freshman English teacher at Nicolay High School. Miss Davis was, she was special. I can never tell my story without talking about Miss Davis. And I think every educator has their Miss Davis. Uh, that, the one teacher that sparked something in them. For me, that was Miss Davis. I was a nightmare as a student. I was always very intelligent, but as intelligent as I was, I was a headache. I was suspended over 30 times from third grade to high school. I was expelled days before my eighth grade graduation. I was expelled within a few months of my freshman year in high school. I had a sixth sense for teachers that didn't like me. It was like my spidey senses would tingle and I just knew which teachers didn't care about me. And I know that teachers saw my name on the roster before school started and they were in the teacher's lounge complaining about me to other teachers wondering how they would get through the year when they saw my name on their list. But that was not Miss Davis. Miss Davis was different. And because I knew Miss Davis was different, I was different in her class. I could have just walked out of another classroom where I disrespected my teacher and walked into her room and nothing else mattered. My attitude would shut off because I didn't want to let Miss Davis down. And what I think was different about Miss Davis was that she didn't let the students set the tone of her classroom. And by that, I don't mean that she was some no-nonsense um, authoritarian that slaps her ruler on her desk. You, you know the ones that you've seen in the movie. But from the moment you walked in her classroom, you felt love. She didn't just call your name off of her sheet and do her thing. 
Ms. Davis built meaningful relationships with us. She cared about us outside of her, her classroom. When she told us that she was coming to our football games, she was there. You know, you would do something good. You look over, you hear your family screaming, you see them waving their hands. But then you look and you would see Miss Davis doing the exact same thing. Not only was she smart, but she was just incredible at building relationships. And because of those relationships, it made it hard for me to ever want to let her down. Did that mean that it always worked? No. Because we let people we love down all the time. And, and myself included. But it's that love that allowed her to forgive us, that allowed her to pick us back up and, and push us back in the right direction. A statement that I uh, share with our staff often is your attitude is contagious. Either you affect people or you infect people. Miss Davis affected people. She didn't see you for the 30 suspensions you had leading up to her. She didn't see you for the student that Mr. or Mrs. so-and-so described to her. She saw you for the potential that you had and for the greatness that was inside you. When I was at my worst, Miss Davis still gave me her best. And she isn't why I got into teaching. My dad is why I got into teaching. But she is a big reason for why I stayed in teaching. She, along with some other high school uh, teachers that I had and staff members that I had, changed it, changed the trajectory of a troubled kid. I'm not supposed to be leading a school. I am the little definition of a kid that was supposed to be dead or in jail. I have many friends that I grew up hanging out with in middle school that are not here anymore. So I'm going to ask you today, what is your why? Why did you get into teaching? Why are you still in teaching? Are you a Miss Davis? When your kids show you their worst, will you turn your back on them or will you give them your best? Can you separate the doer from the deed with your children? Are you going to be a difference maker and change the trajectory of a student that's in your classes here? Our children need us more now than they ever have. And that says a lot because our children's children have always needed us. But with everything going on in the world, our children desperately need us right now. And for some of our students, you will be the only or one of the few positive role models that they have. It is a proven fact that students learn better from teachers that they like. And our goal is to educate kids the best we can, right? So what are we going to do to build a meaningful relationship with our students this year? Just because for some of us we aren't in person, it doesn't mean that these meaningful relationships can't be built. We will spend so much time planning our academic lessons and making sure that those are perfect, but we don't spend a lot of time figuring out how we can develop those meaningful relationships with our students. We'll do it the first few weeks and then it's kind of like, you know what, now it's time to teach and that's all we do. But as we get into this school year, I encourage you all to be a Miss Davis or whichever teacher inspired you to be where you are right now. Let's build meaningful relationships with our students. Let's hear our kids out. I was on a Zoom call with some high school kids a few weeks back 
And the biggest takeaway that I got from these kids is that they felt unheard. Our students need to feel heard. Listen to them. Let's love our kids when they're at the worst. Remember what your why is. This world is filled with turmoil right now. But it does not mean that our classrooms have to be the same. Your classroom should be a safe haven of love in a world that is filled with hate. And and just because your kids aren't physically in your classroom, your virtual classroom can be the same. We have to build our next generation to be better than ours because they deserve better. We have to set the tone in our classroom, whether it's in person or virtual. You need to set the tone that your kids are going to follow. So if your tone is love, your kids will feel that love. And to end, I want you to close your eyes. If you're driving, please don't close your eyes. But just think about, and I want you to picture in your head, that teacher who changed your life for the better. Would that teacher be proud of who you are as a teacher? When you were a student in that teacher's class, would you want to be a student in your own classroom? And if you answered no, then let's make some changes this year. We have to be honest with ourselves. Change very rarely comes in a comfort zone. So if there are some things that we have to do better, then we have to be willing to make ourselves uncomfortable to get there. And I believe in you. But do you believe in you? So let's think about this as we go. Remember your why. Set the tone in your classroom to be positive. And continue to love your kids no matter what they do. Separate the doer from the deed. I appreciate you all for tuning in with me this week. If you haven't, hit the subscribe button. uh, Share this on your social media. And if you can, tag me in it. Teachers at Teachers Ed Podcast. And remember, educators, the same way I closed this out last year, we're closing it out again this year. You are a difference maker and you are a world changer. And until we speak again, take care of yourself.